Kevin Donovan is a chief investigative reporter at the Toronto Star, and I read a great uh, piece that he wrote over the weekend after doing a deep dive into how the province has turned around that huge backlog in COVID-19 tests. Yeah, the province says, yeah, we're we're all good now. Uh, the results should be coming in without delay uh, because we have cleared the backlog. Kevin joins the show right now. Kevin, it's always a pleasure to have you on the program. Thanks for having me on, Kelly. You you did a deep dive into this. What did you start learning about COVID-19 tests and our uh, lab capacity when you started digging? Uh, and, and I started, I would say, on March 14th was when I first entered the story, and I paid a close attention to the, the test results and, and did the first story, I think, that pointed out there was this huge backlog. Uh, so over the last week, uh, as I noticed the backlog was clearing, I was wondering, well, what caused that backlog? Uh, and, and it turns out that uh, Ontario, as a, as a province, had no system to bring together the resources of the public health lab and also private labs like Dynacare and Life Labs, and also hospital labs. And so it was left to the people doing the work, the scientists, particularly Dr. Vanessa Allen of of the provincial uh, public health lab. Uh, It was left to them to try and bring this all together. Yeah, one of the things Dr. Allen said is after she took over for the uh, last uh, person in charge of uh, of that the government body, the public health uh, state of the art labs, that it was vitally important to communicate with your peers. And so they because they had this open dialogue already, uh, she could reach out to people and say, hey, uh, what's going on? Here's what we're seeing. And we might need some uh, private labs to get involved. Can you speak to that? Yeah, so, and I didn't understand this until I was able to to talk to Dr. Allen. And one of the stories we're going to have later this week is just on on specifically on on the work of the labs. So you might uh, want to watch for that. But but what I learned is that at maximum capacity, the the labs that we own, the people of Ontario, our public health uh, Ontario labs can do about 3,000 tests a day of this type of test. And they're also doing all sorts of other important health tests that need to be done and and need to keep being done uh, to keep uh, uh, people in the know who have symptoms of other problems. Uh, And so with uh, the province authorizing 5,000, let's say, tests a day, there's no way that they're not going to have a backlog. Uh, But there are these labs that, uh, that people would be familiar with, like Dynacare, Life Labs, uh, uh, and they have a tremendous amount of capacity. And there's also hospital labs, quite a few of them, including Mount Sinai Hospital. And so what happened in the last couple of weeks is the system was formalized so that all of these labs could be authorized to start doing tests. Now, that's only really happened in the last week. And that's because it's not as simple. And I'm not a scientist, so I didn't know this. It's not as simple as just saying, hey, here, do a bunch of tests. They have to purchase the uh, the machinery to do the test. I mean, they probably have to get it from a company outside of Canada. They have to get what's the reagent, which is basically a, a, a chemical uh, batch of juices that will extract this uh, RNA material uh, from the, the swabs that are taken from people. And to do all that, to have permission to do all that, they have to do a, what's called a validation. And that takes time as well. So. In my opinion, my humble opinion, the province of Ontario should have started doing this in February when they were seeing, uh, as as everybody who was paying attention to this would see uh, internationally, China 
uh, Italy was experiencing a, a number of uh, like a high number of cases. And if they had been ready in February, they would have been in a better situation in March, and we wouldn't have a backlog. The SARS Commission back in 2004 said that you cannot develop capacity during an outbreak. You have to develop capacity before the outbreak. Yeah, I was talking about this earlier on with another doctor on the show. And, you know, when uh, I guess it was early March when we started to uh, start really focusing in the media on COVID-19 and the fact that it was headed for uh, our area here in the GTA um, and it wouldn't be long before we started getting positive uh, results for people testing uh, for that, um, the virus, that I was I was saying, you know, we were assured by people that had worked um, against, you know, in the fight against SARS that, yeah, we were all good, but that really wasn't the case. Yeah, and that is because if you look at the numbers of SARS, and I, I, I covered SARS, and I mean, that was for all of us so many years ago, uh, I mean, it was, it was 2002, 2003, there were only in the world 8,500 uh, confirmed cases, and there were, you know, a high number of deaths, and and, and uh, many of them were in in Canada, particularly in Toronto. But 8,500 compared to the you know the hundreds of thousands that we're seeing around the world says to me that that while we would have been prepared for another SARS in in Ontario, we were not prepared for this type of uh, outbreak where there are so many people and the the importance of the testing as it's been explained to me by by doctors is that they need to know if person x has it so that they can figure out who person x has talked to and really work uh, at an early stage to contain those people and also of course to treat them and if you don't have that information then you're just not going to be able to to do that. I also think if they had done uh, had the results for the tests earlier, we would have had uh, a bigger, uh, faster start on the social distancing, which seems I think will probably you know, turn the tide in this thing. And so, if you know, we started social distancing on I think the 14th or 15th of, of March. If we had started a week earlier, it would have been much much different. And British Columbia was faster to identify cases than Ontario was. And hopefully, as awful as this has been, that we're going to be in a better stage than uh, the next time something like this happens. So basically, the long and short is that we were able to clear the backlog because we got private uh, labs involved. And uh, unfortunately, uh, we got them involved too late because we just didn't have someone in charge of messaging and organizing everyone uh, from the uh, public health to the private labs in order to uh, make sure that everyone was on the same page as far as testing and we could test it as quickly as possible. Am I right on that? Yeah, you're right. I mean, private labs and, and hospital labs and also uh, providing the resources to get uh, the machines. There's a, a new machine that the public health Ontario labs, which are the are provincial labs, there's a new machine they've got, which they, they showed me the other day, uh, showed me virtually because <laughs> I wasn't yeah. allowed to go into the lab. Uh, and it uh, can do 4,000 tests a day uh, as long as the juice, the reagent, is available for that. And the thing going forward that they're all working on now, that they're, it's a coordinated effort with all these different labs and all they want them all to run different types of machines because here's something I also didn't understand. The reagent, the juice, and the, the packages it comes in 
only fit the machine they are intended for. And so if you have, um, so Roche is a company that makes one machine, Abbott is another company. My understanding is they can't talk to each other. You can't run out of your your uh, reagent for the Roche and just add some other reagent in. So that's the problem. So we, while we have these machines now that can do lots of tests, we don't have a continuous supply. And that's because everybody in the world is ordering uh, this stuff. And so... And where is it made? Forward, do you know? I, I don't know where it's it's made. Uh, I mean, they're... It's, uh, they're, they're chemicals that are produced uh, I know from my uh, stories on, on pharmaceuticals a lot of I mean there are some uh, a lot of chemicals uh, that are made for pharmaceuticals in, in places like uh, Italy or China so it is it's quite I think most of it comes from overseas and uh, and that's something that I'm trying to figure out uh, where the stuff comes from and then going forward you do want to have a bigger stockpile but I suspect that this that the reagents don't last forever, and that that's mm-hmm. a tricky thing. It's like you know the story that Rosie DeMano that started on all the masks that were thrown out, uh, which is obviously very upsetting that they threw all these masks out, but they time out, and and stuff that we make does time out. The the message from this is is you've got to be much more prepared, and I think it boils down to having a structure where all the labs are talking to each other, so that see what happened. I think the, the, the Ford government thought, well, we have this great state-of-the-art public health Ontario lab, so they can handle it. Well, they, they just they couldn't. They just didn't have the capacity, and that's why you need to bring in help, which they've now done. Uh, let me just ask you this before I let you go, Kevin. Are you going to be looking into serology uh, testing? Because that's the test to find out if we've had COVID-19 and uh, if we've developed uh, antibodies. Yeah, I, I will be looking into that. I have another thing I'm working on right now, which I've, I've got to want to get done in the next 24 hours. But yeah, that's that's really important. And I, because of my name's out there and doing these stories, I'm often contacted by people saying, you know, we've got this great test kit, or we've got um, this other product that would help people, and government's not listening to us. And I, I as many calls as I'm getting like that, I'm sure the, the federal government is being bombarded by people saying we've got the the next great greatest thing. And I think the important thing is that they've got to make sure it's right before it starts going out to the public. Kevin, it's always a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much. I know you're a busy man, so uh, stay safe, and uh, hopefully you'll join us on the show again. Anytime. Glad to have the opportunity to talk to you.